Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio. Hey, everybody. O-M-G. This is a big one. <laughs> Gigantic. A doozy. This is a big one. Yep. Uh, I want to take a minute for those of you that may not know about Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge, Radical Change with Ease, or Megan Edge, for example. Here's what I want you to know, and then you'll learn more throughout the show. Megan is someone that made a decision and commitment to get all in to help other women change. And then when she got all in, she created a way to do that. Um, she is known for the work she does as master healer and teacher, public speaker. She's the author of The Heart's Journey, right? And Heart's Oracle Cards and Guidebook. But if you work with her, you'll see that not only can you learn about healing from yourself, but what you can do is mind, body, soul healing, energy healing, intuitive counseling, intuitive energy massage, which is brilliant. I don't understand quite like why everybody isn't doing intuitive energy massage. But beyond all of that, she has a certification program, not just so you can learn how to heal, but this is her passion. How do we help others learn how to heal themselves then the confident healer and intensive learn how to help others through the certification program that is the theme for 2021 megan has just been doing it light years ahead of most so today when we say we're taking on this topic on the edge of blame and shame part one it's because she knows a little bit about it don't you megan just a little bit. Thank you for that introduction. That was wonderful. I'd like to meet this lady. She sounds amazing. <laughs> well, the, you know, it's interesting because I know you get asked and I get asked how we come up with these topics to talk about, mm -hmm. what it is about it. And let's talk about why this topic, why the blame game. You're working with women all over the world. They are working with you to get certified. They are working to help others. And yeah. this, this idea of blame, boy, are we seeing a lot of that finger pointing going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all over the place. And when, you, when that question is asked, why, why do we do these subjects or how do we pick the topics? It's really about what is showing up in the, in the moment. So it's always relevant to where you and I find ourselves as well. Um, the idea for blame and shame and then to add to that, guilt could be the next one, um, possibly forgiveness down the road. They're all part of the same conversation. And 
when I started teaching the, um, the eight power steps to becoming a master manifester, which started four weeks ago, we're in our fourth week halfway through right now, this idea of blame came up fairly early on as we looked at what were the money stories that the participants and students were carrying with them and where did those stories come from? Those stories come from early childhood. They come from our families of origin. And oftentimes we're not even aware that we're carrying these stories. And it's not just stories about our money or our relationship with wealth and abundance. It's really all of our stories. It's about how we show up in the world and whether or not we're showing up in the world in a conscious state and awareness of who we are and what our beliefs are and what our triggers are, or if we're showing up in an unconscious state. And what I've seen over and over again through working with students, working with clients, and just in general, is that many people are carrying stories around blaming, shifting responsibility to others and away from themselves, and they're doing it unconsciously mm. because it's what they've been taught, it's what they see all around them, and it hasn't occurred to them yet to, pay, to maybe question that assumption that they're that they don't have to be responsible for themselves and the cornerstone of the work that I do with every with the people I work with is that piece of empowerment that comes from taking self-responsibility yeah and with what we see in the world right now there's a lot of finger pointing like you say there's a lot of blaming and shaming going on and it's been it's been historical as well I'd like to see it stop <laughs> that's why we're doing this show fundamentally is because yeah. I want to see it stop Okay, so let me go to the uh, antithesis of it. Super Bowl, right? Football. I'm not going to talk about football, but I want to talk about sports. Mm -hmm. Almost every champion that has ever been interviewed, whether it is a team, uh, and it doesn't matter, a team, let's say a partnership, you know, maybe a doubles couple, it doesn't matter. When you hear them speak, very rarely do they say, I would have caught that ball if Brady would have just a little bit three inches lower, I'd have caught that ball, mm. right? I mean, so examples of not blaming exist. Absolutely. Why do we go to it, though? Why do we go to it? Why do we go to it? Like... No, I didn't do that. You know, Mary did that. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Why? What is underneath that? There's a number of things that are underneath it. As I said, to start with, it's what we're brought up with. It's what we see all around us. And so it doesn't necessarily occur to us to question it. Um, and then and then it's also a fallback in a lot of ways. Um, when I was doing research for our show, I came across this list of five different reasons why, and there's many reasons more than five, um, but five very specific reasons psychologically why people would fall into that blame game. And one of the big ones is about not wanting to recognize our own flaws. And so projecting or pointing out the flaws in others. It's, it's a protective mechanism. We can also use it as a way to control the situation. We can use it simply because we don't want to get into trouble. And we know we've done something wrong, but we don't want to take responsibility for that. And so we, we shift it. it. It's more, for me, it's more about what are the consequences mm. of either being blamed or, or blaming others? And what is the cost of doing that? as a way of showing up in the in the world and certainly understanding the why is an important part of that 
because that's what helps us understand what our pattern of behavior is. And it helps us understand how we can change that pattern of behavior. You know, Megan, I know that we've got a lot to talk about today because it is one of these showstoppers and game changers to just use a few of the terms we throw around. So let me just tell you what I mean. I'd love for you to talk to them, right? Um, when I say showstopper and game changer, what do I mean, right? Um, we don't say out loud all that often, you're blaming Joe for that. We don't like say that. But when mm. we hear somebody do it, we know it, right? Yeah. We know it. Um, but let's talk about the underpinnings. If you're blaming, what are you not doing? Mm -hmm. What is the opposite of the blaming? You're not taking responsibility. Oh, not that for yourself, For your actions, for your behavior. You're not allowing yourself an opportunity to do it differently. Right? You're scapegoating on someone else or even on yourself. I mean, if we want to look at the whole picture, the, the self-blaming can be even more damaging or certainly as damaging to ourselves, our psyche, our, our health, as it is to point the finger at somebody else and not take responsibility. What I see happen, the, the, when you talk about a game changer, what I see happen when people have that aha moment around either self-blame or blaming others or recognize where they're carrying wounding because they've been blamed for something that they didn't do. And there's a whole lot of shame in that. That's part two of our show, <laughs> of next next show. Um, once that realization occurs and people feel the shift in their body, you can really feel it energetically in your body to accepting responsibility. There's this moment of empowerment of, wait a minute, you're telling me that if I take responsibility, then I get to grow, I get to evolve, I get to actually be in control because blaming someone else as a control mechanism is an illusion of control. It's not actually being in control. And even if the short term has a benefit in placing the blame on someone else, the long term repercussions are much more damaging. So that moment of aha, I can be responsible means that I can be empowered, means that I can make better decisions for myself, means that I can grow and change. It's It changes their lives. My dad used to do something really interesting, and he would do it jokingly, but, it, you know, when you think about it, it wasn't so joking, joking sometimes. Mm -hmm. But my mom would ask him about something, right? And my dad would just go like that. <laughs> you know me. that expression where you cross your arm? You know that one? Yeah. yeah. Um, He'd never say, oh, Joyce did it, or Pat did it, or Doris did it, or Chicky did it, or Anthony did it. He would just go like that. Mm -hmm. And what was fascinating about that is it derailed my mom. Mm. Like, we knew she's furious. You could see it in her eyes. She just is like, honey, did you do that? Not really, honey. But, <laughs> you know, you could tell, right? Yeah. And it diffused it. And sometimes we have to hit the pause button, don't we? Mm -hmm. We have to hit that pause button. But one of the things that is so important to talk with you about is, is there an emotional layer to blame? And what is it? So I want to take a short break and we come back. What is the negative impact on blaming? And what is what are some of the emotional underpinnings that if we could understand them, maybe we wouldn't be quick to say 
that person's name and hit the pause button for a minute. Maybe, but Megan's gonna tell us what that takes. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Tired of not losing the weight? You need a healthy solution for weight loss that protects your muscle mass as the fat burns away naturally. Holistic Medical Center has the healthy option for your weight loss concerns. Lose one to three pounds per day in 21 days, naturally, under our physician supervision. Call Holistic Medical Center, 425-451-0404. Or on the web, drdarvish.com, D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Tune into the Energy Paradigm each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with Dr. Vic. The Energy Paradigm is an eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative and earth-shattering way to live, work and do business that will enable you to unlock your magic every day. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com Has your kindness been used against you? Are you ready to clear the confusion and reconnect with your power? Then it's time to become Toxic Person Proof. Join Toxic relationship Specialist Sarah K. Ramsey as she gives you the secrets to rebuilding and rebranding your life after a toxic person encounter. It's time to get past the past, get real about the present, and get serious about your future. For more information, visit sarahkramsey.com. If you struggle with fear and anxiety, you know how powerless and stuck these emotions can make you feel. You've tried everything, but nothing helped you overcome these blocks. Dr. Friedman Schaub, award-winning author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, created a special program which helped thousands of his clients to become healthy, happy, and confident again. Learn how to eliminate negative self-talk, let go of your emotional baggage, and replace limiting beliefs. With Dr. Friedman's accelerated program, you can break through your challenges. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. those relationships were never my fault they were like (laughs) i never had anything to do with any of those right diana it was all you people not me you remember family circus and not me (laughs) not Not me like the the fifth fifth kid because everybody said not me so obviously not me did it (laughs) mary wilson we're feeling you right now Mary Wilson, we're feeling you. I, I was talking about the Supremes as it and and music as it relates to sacred geometry in the last hour. And Mary Wilson passed away, one of the original Supremes, mm-hmm. actually the founder. If we want to be, if we really want to be honest, Diana, the founder yeah. uh, of the group, 
and she passed away. And uh, I talked about the fact I did a paper and the song that I had to do the paper on listening to it about 300 times was I Hear a Symphony. Now I wanna tell you, you're gonna hear a symphony. You're gonna hear a symphony if you can learn something from today's show. And you're not gonna hear a symphony if you are living in the fear of taking accountability. Mm -hmm. If your go-to game is blame, no matter what it is, there is something about that that eats away at your soul. But before we get to that, what do we want to set? What do we want to let people know about? Have you started some of your classes? Yes, yes. So right now we're midway through this um, this series of the eight power steps to becoming a master manifester, um, and it's an eight week program. The next one starts in April. I've already got the dates up on my website. I'm super excited. This has been an incredible journey. The group of women that I have in this course, and it's, this course isn't simply for women. Men are more than welcome to join us as well. But at the moment, it's it's all women. These women are so courageous. They are so ready to take responsibility and accountability for their money story, for their self-worth, for their self-esteem. They're all diving into the exercises and the conversations and they're supporting one another. It's a dream class <laughs> right now. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. And it's why I love to teach. I, I just love to bring groups of people together and in that shared energy, have that opportunity to be supported in the changes that you want to make in your life have that opportunity to have an ear, like someone who's really listening to you. And then that self-reflection and self-responsibility that comes out of a group that's really determined to change up their lives so that they can then live the life that they want to be living. I mean, that's the whole point of the manifesting piece of, of that particular program. The Confident Healer, which is my healer certification program, that will be starting in September of 2021. I've taken a sabbatical this year, five years of teaching it full on. And this year I knew I needed to step back and work on a few other things. So that'll be starting up in September. Uh, and then there's always the opportunity to work with me through my YouTube channel. I've got all, everything I've ever done in public or, or in groups is all there on the YouTube channel. It's huge free content for people to see how I work, to see the kinds of beliefs and philosophies that I work with and the way that I teach and also to do that some of their own work yeah. with some of the tools that are that are there. I, I just want people to have that opportunity to change their lives if that's mm -hmm. what they need and want to do. You know, this topic today, and thank you for that, because people will be able to contact you. But this topic today, blaming, and we're going to talk mm -hmm. about blaming so society and culture right now and emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. What's really interesting about it is if you can blame somebody for directing you, and let's say that somebody is somebody of authority. We see this all the time in the military. Um, I have a friend in the military, and, and what we see is I am doing this because I was ordered to do it. There's a whole show mm -hmm. with Tom Cruise out there. Uh, <laughs> what is the name of that? Uh, but there's a whole show that's yeah. based on. Do you take responsibility for something or or is this a blame? But right. talk about this, the blaming and emotional side of intelligence and why this is so up in our face now. Well, it's so interesting that you bring up the military, because in all honesty, that I hadn't gone there yet with this topic. And yet it is so important. I mean, at what point do we do we really have autonomy if we've been told to do something and it's our job to do what we're told? and we don't like what we're doing, what what kind of an impact does that have on us? What does that do to our conscience? 
and then eventually to our overall health if we feel like we don't have choice in the matter. And then it can become part of the, the culture of the group to pass that on. You know, I had to do it. I had no choice. I would say to that, it's important to ask yourself the question, is that true, first mm -hmm. of all, that I had no choice? And then and then ask yourself if you're okay with that. I mean, if you are okay with, with like in a, a description like being in the military where you follow orders and that's your job and, and you're okay with that, then that's fine. That's your job. If you're not okay with that, maybe you shouldn't be in the military. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't yeah. be doing a job where you have to do, you know, what you're told. Um, some people enjoy doing what they're told. It, they get off on it. That's fine. Lots of people don't. I know I'm, I'm one of the ones that, I don't love doing what I'm told necessarily. I, I'm likely to question it if I if it doesn't sit well with me, and I will want to look for an alternative, you know, a different way of of doing it. Um, yeah, I, I'm one of these people, yeah. right? That and I've I've thought about this since we were going to do this show. Mm -hmm. I've thought about this. I don't mind doing what I'm told if I'm doing something that I believe in or right. that I'm aligned with. But yes. when you're in, this is like corporate America. I mean, I lost my job in corporate America because I'm in charge of a downsizing program and I refuse to fire a woman one month away from a pension. Mm. And so we get to the place where somehow between the instruction and the order, our emotions and our heart kick in. Can you talk to that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's that piece of emotional intelligence, I believe. And it's, it really can be one of those wake-up calls where we, we realize it's, it's enough already. You know, it's enough of doing something that we're not aligned with. And it, it gives us an opportunity to really examine our beliefs and uh, how we're living our lives and how we're showing up in our lives. And if we take that wake-up call as an opportunity to heal some of the things that have led us to behave a certain way, then it really can be this amazing aha, this transformation. If we don't, mm, I think, well, I know that the effect of that is huge on our health, our mental health and our physical health, all, all of it. Mm -hmm. We were talking on the break about how, how courageous it is to stand up for something that you believe in, how courageous it is to take responsibility or to take accountability when you realize that you could have done it differently yeah and and that's huge you know yeah. it, it isn't an easy thing to say uh that was me yeah. i did that <laughs> so i'm really sorry i did yeah. that that was me yeah. and you know both of us have had background you know history and experiences with this to get us to why we're talking about this today right mm -hmm. um what have you discovered about folks that blame others for their mistakes what what have we discovered along that right you know is it to our advantage to do that or is this something that happens counter to what our soul really longs for well that's a great question i, I believe that if we are in honesty with ourselves if we operate from a place of wanting to know the truth or wanting to know our truth we won't be able to blame somebody else it just won't be in our nature because it doesn't feel good in our bodies if we're in that place of truth. If we're not in that place of truth, 
it can become quite habit forming to, to put that blame on other people. And as I said earlier, the short term, there might be a gain and a benefit to that. But in the long term, there are going to be health consequences from that. Yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know, I, I know that for me, I'm at a place in my life now, where I don't think I could blame someone else for something that I knew I could have done differently. And I would rather say, shoot, that was on me, than say, no, no, it's because of that person or that thing that happened. You yeah. know, I, I actually get a kick out of trying to figure out how I could have done it differently. Yeah. I'll tell you what, all you need to do is to own a company, <laughs> right? Uh, this, this hit me yesterday. Uh, mm. All you need to do is own a company and be that person and be responsible for hundreds of shows every month, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that have to go on like clockwork. And then it comes down to the point where something, some hiccup somewhere, and you realize that, you know, there are days where you say, don't look to my producers, don't look to anybody else on this team. I look to me, I'll take responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. Because you know that people are doing everything they could. But let's talk about some of the more global events that make us scratch our heads. Yes. We well, know yeah. the Holocaust. Yeah, We've read about it. We know when people have been interviewed after the Nazi Holocaust, mm -hmm. a lot of the people said, I was following orders. And then we hear about the stories of the people that weren't. Yeah. But there's a relationship between that and working in authority or somebody in authority says, go do this. Linda mm -hmm. and I had this big debate about this last night. Mm -hmm. um, it's really confusing for that person, isn't it? Now, I'm not condoning anybody mm -hmm. that carried out those horrific, horrific Holocaust uh, genocide uh, just, I'm not. Yeah. But it is a tricky ground, isn't it? Well, it, it, yeah, it is a really tricky ground. And as I've been thinking about this over the last months since we were planning the show, what I really wonder about is the human brain, the human <laughs> mind. And it, it occurs to me that the human mind is probably one of the most fragile parts of the human being. It is surprisingly easy to convince someone of something, to manipulate someone. It, it's shocking actually, how easy it is to convince someone to do something based on um, an argument or a, a set of, of facts that may not be true in order to manipulate that person to do something for you. And I've always just shaken my head in absolute wonder and it just stupefies me that someone could become a torturer, you know, who mm. could, somebody who could stand by and just watch other human beings be treated so poorly mm -hmm. because they have convinced themselves, they have a belief system that their life would be better if it weren't for that group of people, right? And that's a huge blaming thing. And, and we've seen leaders, we've seen kings, queens, we've seen emperors, we've seen people throughout history use that tactic as a way to gain a military advantage over another group of people by yeah. pointing the finger and saying, well, if it weren't for those Jewish people, 
you know, we'd all be much wealthier. Or if it weren't for that group over there, we'd have land or we'd have our career or whatever. We see it in country, we see it in countries all over the world. We've certainly seen a lot of it in, in your country, in the US, sadly. Um, but we're up in here in Canada, we're not um, free of that either. It seems almost like it's a human nature thing. Yeah. yeah. But I find that, I, I don't want to believe that. <laughs> I want to believe better of people. Well, I think this is part of what we're going to talk about when we come back from break and chances are we're going to skip the last break because, you know, what we're talking about is complex. Mm -hmm. It's complex. Lynn and I really went back and forth last night because we have differences of opinion about what's being said today in our political system. Of course, this is the first day of the impeachment trial. Mm. And, you know, what I'm about to say is not a political statement. What I'm about to say is sometimes we forget we're human, we're, we are human beings. We are human beings. And even the people that you may think did something horrific in storming the Capitol, there is a human being doing it. So what's their motivation? What's their incentive? Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody says, I was told to come down, does it matter whether or not you come down or not? How do you make those decisions mm-hmm. in the middle of an emotional quagmire? And that kind of thing happens every day in life. When we come back, shame, we blame. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www divinelydrivenresults.com Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin 
and conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about maximum medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Benny, Benny, Benny. Thank you so much, Mr. Benny. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge and me, Dr. Pat. And this is about radical change with these. Today, it's on the edge of blame and shame, part one. Uh, Megan, before we get rolling here, because we'll most likely not go to another break, how do people engage with you? How do they learn from you? All of the above. Yes, they can find me on my website, which is MeganEdgeHealing.ca, not .com, but .ca here in Canada. I'm on LinkedIn under Megan Edge. I'm on YouTube, Megan Edge Healing. You can find me on Facebook, both my personal account, Megan Edge, and my business account, Megan Edge Healing. <laughs> Basically, type in Megan Edge Healing, and you'll find me. You'll find me on Transformation Talk Radio on your website. Um, where else? Oh, Twitter, I think. LinkedIn, definitely. Yeah. Cool. All lots of platforms, <laughs> too many platforms, <laughs> all of the above, all of the above. Send me an email. I love getting emails. That's if I could ask people to do one thing, it would be just put it all in one place. <laughs> Send me an email, <laughs> but I wouldn't blame you if you go elsewhere. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's go. You and I had right. a really interesting chat, but I want to really get to, it's such a shame we blame. Mm -hmm. Let's get to that because underneath all of that, there are all of the layers of emotional intelligence and yes. we can't really exempt blaming ourselves in the equation either, can we? We cannot. And that's a big one. And that's the one that often when people come to work with me, that's really what is underneath whatever the reason is that they think they're coming to see me. It's usually because at some level somewhere in their life, they're holding themselves accountable to the point where that's not healthy. You know, it's one thing to say, yep, that's on me. I'll take responsibility for that and I'll change it or I'll make my apologies or my amends. It's another thing to take on everything and make it all about you and that it's all your fault. You know, it's, it's the if only language. It leads to an incredible amount of regret and resentment and that eats away at our core, at our solar plexus. For, mo for people who have stomach issues, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, it's all good to change your diet and do all of those things and take your Alka-Seltzer or whatever else you're being prescribed. But take a look at your relationship with regret, resentment, and blame, because that's where it ends up in your body is actually in your digestive system. It's about digesting your emotional experiences and really understanding what it is that's going on. And how can you become a better person through the experiences that you've had? Blaming ourselves for things, there's that, that can be an eye-opener and it can be really healthy to say, yep, okay, I see now that I'm not a perceived failure in my life because my parents were bad to me when I was a kid. But then to not do anything with that information is where it becomes a, a real problem for people. 
all right? Because then they get stuck in it. They get stuck in either blaming their parents, let's say in this example, or blaming themselves for not being better, doing better, thinking differently. But then they don't actually become part of the solution. They just remain part of their problem. Mm -hmm. This is really one of those things where when we think about it, we really break it down to what if we didn't blame others? Yeah. What if we didn't blame others? I mean, here in the United States right now, and the world is watching, we're hearing multiple sides of a story. Uh, we're hearing a side of the story is I was told, I was asked to come down, I did that. Mm -hmm. um, we're hearing a lot of versions of this. One of the most difficult things for, for us to do in our human evolution is to make the decision about when do I follow and when do I know better than to follow? Mm -hmm. And we know that throughout history. You know, we've seen it. There's so many examples. We also know that in our everyday growing up life, right? We know it in our lives. We get faced with it. A boss, a boss that wants me to go on a vision quest with Sidonia Cahill so I could steal all of her vision quest ideas. Mm. No. Not going to mm. do that. <laughs> but I did go on the vision quest. So, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> let's talk about the reasons we blame others. Well, it's an integrity piece for me, I think. Um, I'm certainly, I have been on the receiving end of blaming, as have you, where others have made me the scapegoat for their behavior or their ideas or their actions. And it doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel good when somebody makes you the scapegoat. It also doesn't feel good when when we do it to others, you know? And at the end of the day, for me, it's about free will mm -hmm. and autonomy. The choice is always mine. No matter what the decision is, I really firmly believe this. And I know there's a whole bunch of people out there going, yeah, but what if? <laughs> <laughs> but when, you know, the the big guy says, do it, and you, you have to do it. Maybe, maybe you are in a, such a limited place that you do have to do it for various, very important reasons, like, like self-preservation. That is still your choice, mm -hmm. right? It is a shame that we blame because when we're blaming, we're not taking responsibility and accountability. Now, as we've said, there's lots of layers to this. I think a good leader, someone in leadership who is really good at what they're doing, knows when to hold someone accountable not from a place of blaming them, but from a place of asking them to take responsibility. And I think it would be interesting if we were to change up our language and instead of using the word blame, we took it out of our vocabulary and instead replaced it with responsible. <laughs> Are you responsible for that rather than you did that? <laughs> right. And this is something that we certainly really need to be groomed. I think moms mm -hmm. and dads do this with their kids, you know, they understand it as an adult, that there's something going on that's not gonna work for this child when the child gets older. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of us are still works in progress along the way. Of course, we but all are works in progress. We are all in works in progress, but the benefit of learning this and understanding this mm -hmm. is multifaceted, isn't it? It is, and, and the opportunities are all around us to decide to go it differently, to do it differently. You know, the next time you find yourself leaning towards placing the blame on someone else or something else, what if you hit that pause button like we were talking earlier and really check in, 
is this really what I want to do? Is this really my truth? You know, am I late to the meeting because I came upon construction um, and that got me stuck and therefore I'm late because of the construction? Yeah. Do I want to go there or do I want to simply say, thank you so much for waiting for me and leave it at that? Right. Right. I, I had a teacher who used to, or no, not teacher, an employer, employer who used to say, there's no excuse for being late. No excuse. And that got my back up. Like, but come on, there are things that happen that are beyond your control. <laughs> I get where she was coming from, though, because, and it was maddening, but I would say, well, yes, but there was construction and I didn't know there was going to be construction. And she said, could you have found out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, ultimately, yes, I guess so. Or, you know, could you have left 10 minutes early anyways and just gotten to work 10 minutes early? yes <laughs> but there was construction it's not my fault <laughs> you know but part of this too is we're jessica and i just had this conversation about uh, uh, we may get snow on thursday and i think i sent a skype message or asked jessica to ask our producers hey would it be beneficial for you guys to come in earlier right mm -hmm. uh, and we'll pay you for that time Mm -hmm. As opposed to saying, yeah, just leave your home three hours earlier and maybe you'll get here on time. You know, there's a part of that where you have to think a situation through. Yes. Right. But both of our producers, Jessica and everybody else knows that they got to be here to run the shows. That's a yeah. level of responsibility they take on their own. Mm -hmm. And our job is to find a way to support the situation in, right. in a win-win scenario. And don't you yeah. think that people that are, let's call them the jurors. I told you about Mary Louise Smith. Every time I walked into the room, she yes. knew exactly what she needed to train me on. Right? Yes. But there's yes. something that a person can meet you halfway, right? Yes. When she said to me, what part of the problem are you? It took me a while to trust mm -hmm. that this is safe for me to answer that question yeah. in a way that it wouldn't come back to haunt me. That took a lot. Isn't it trust part of this? Yes. And I love that you've said that too, because yes, what if it wasn't safe when you were growing up to be responsible? What if it was safer to blame somebody else? It, it, like it was literally a coping mechanism to shift the blame away from somebody else. Yeah. I don't mean to suggest at any point in this conversation that any of this is easy. You know, we've said a few times now, it's complex. There yeah. are complexities to this. This is why it's blame and shame. This is why it's a two-parter. Because next time we're going to talk about the shame aspect of this. These, these nuances of behavior are so ingrained in us. We're taught at such an early, early age, even before we have, you know, even before we're pre-verbal or when we're pre-verbal rather, that it's, it's like it's an osmosis. So to step back and really either take the opportunity or be faced with the opportunity to examine the way that you're showing up in the world is, it's, it's huge. It takes courage to really stand in that and say, what is my responsibility yeah. here? Yeah, what yeah. part of the problem am I? What part of the solution am I? Yeah. You know, I was sharing with you on the break. I loved that idea of what part of the problem are you? And I've been, I've been playing with that. I've been mulling it over. Okay, what part of the problem am I? What am I doing to make it worse? Or 
what am I doing to stay stuck in it? And yeah. what, how could I be part of the solution? And that really speaks to the healing work around healing these wounds of blame, either where it's been inflicted on us or where we have inflicted it on others. And boy, that's it. And this is, not, this is the body of work that, first of all, we talk about that you do in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. But this is also, by even asking that question, it is a place where you can lean in to whether or not you're ready, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. to work with that. I want to put a caveat on, out on that, and I'd love for you to talk about it. Thing one I want to say about that, and let's get to the healing the healing part of blame wound thing one about that was Mary Louise Smith was about the safest person Mm. that I can reflect back on to do that with. Yeah. There are some things that you really need to assess. Mm -hmm. For example, if you are in an already physical and verbally abusive relationship, probably not a good question to go to. So not we're yet. not talking about those things. I just want to be clear about this part right here. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm really glad that you that you brought that forward. Um, there, the blaming piece again. Let's use responsibility instead, and and accountability. You know, if you are in a situation where there is somebody who is bigger and stronger than you are, and they could be bigger and stronger emotionally and energetically as well as physically. That's right. Where you really do not have anywhere to go the one thing that person cannot take away from you no matter what else they may have done to you or taken from you is your sense of self that that core of your being belongs to you and I know from the women I've worked with who've been in abusive relationships and some of the men as well and myself as well my own experiences with that once you understand that really integral important piece it starts to shift. It starts to shift. Nobody owns that except for you. Yep. That is yours. Self-blame doesn't help with that. Blaming someone else doesn't help with that. Taking on someone else's blame doesn't help with that. Um, yep. But when you're in survival mode, of course, you're in survival mode. You can't necessarily see what's past that or even have an idea that there could be something beyond that. Yeah. And in those kinds of situations, it is very often the abused who takes on the responsibility for the abuser's actions and behavior and does everything they can to avoid those actions and behaviors. Well, that's one of the things we'll talk about in part two of this, too, is, you know, we're talking in very general terms here as a baseline and a Mm -hmm. guidepost. And what I want to say to everybody is that part of this journey, as Megan is talking about the journey, is that here we are and when do you step up and take those risks and Mm -hmm. here's my take on it and then Megan jump in you do something like this one if you have somebody to guide you if you're working with a coach if you're working with somebody that can guide you because this is one of these things if you've never really done it before it would behoove you to not get some help around it. But even Mm -hmm. if you don't get help, just be aware when you're getting ready to lift that blame switch. And then don't. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Megan? What do you think? (laughs) Well, 
Yeah, I, I, there's a quote that I wanted to share with with everyone, because this was something that we talked about when when we were planning for the show and we were looking mm -hmm. at our own stories. And I, I shared with you that moment for me, that pivotal moment where I realized I had to stop blaming my circumstances or the people around me for my circumstances. And it was an Anise Nin quote that says, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk that it took to blossom. And I read it on a card in a metaphysical shop and I remember bursting into tears. It hit something in me so hard. I felt like I'd been punched in the gut. I thought, wow, have I really allowed myself to get so small in my relationship that I'm not blossoming? And I had, I mean, the answer was yes. And then I had to start really unpacking that and taking responsibility and accountability for the how and the why. And I went into a lot of self-blame as part of that journey. Yep. You know, that how could I have? I'm a smart, intelligent, confident, strong <laughs> woman, educated, and I'm in an abusive relationship. How the heck did that happen? How did I let that happen? And part of that journey is in, okay, looking at how I let it happen, the why of it, and then being able to get really clear on how much of that belongs to me and how much of that belongs to the other person. And stepping out of this feeling that I should have, could have done better, done more, done differently, left sooner, all of that, and realizing that he knew what he was doing and that actually that wasn't mine. Yeah. That was his. Yeah. My my friends, like when my 14 year relationship ended, they said basically, you know what, dude, you were like the only one that didn't know that it ended three years ago. <laughs> and I just love my friends. And they were right. Yeah. Right. Because when you're so close to something, you can't see it. That's this right. is one of those things. This is one of those things. This idea of blame, whether you verbalize it or hold it within you, mm -hmm. when you hold it within you, it forms one of the most deadliest toxic energies. It's called resentment. Yes. And we're going to get into that next week, aren't we? Or next time we do the show, correct? We are indeed. Yes. Yeah. Because we, when, we, when we sat down to do this show, to plan it all out, we realized this is big. This is way bigger <laughs> than a, a 60 minute segment. <laughs> we're talking about blame and shame yep and then after that there's the guilt party it's really a three-parter actually yep it is because these are the things that people come to me with either these are the things i have struggled with i understand and i i do get it i get that it's it can at the end of the day feel easier to to blame it on the man <laughs> and i don't mean like the man in your life i mean like the big man a anybody, that yeah, is, exactly you know? you know i'm i i'm in debt because of the man i'm in debt because i didn't have opportunities. I'm in debt because I'm a woman. Like whatever it is that you're you're landing on, sometimes at the end of the day, that's just where you need to go. And that's fine. It's just that I don't want you to make that a habit or the only way that you show up in life. Mm. I would want you to look at that at some point when, as we say, it's safe to do so. It feels like you just cannot keep going on anymore. You can't stay tight in that bud. And then, like Pat was saying, reach out. This You're not meant to do any of this by yourself. It's hard work if you That's do. That's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, it's really, I mean, 
you know, what is it? You can't solve the problem at the level it was created. And I love that. that stays with me because yeah. I know that, well, I mean, I'm not, uh, look, I'm not going to be able to figure this out. So Megan, again, let folks know how they can work with you and then talk a little bit about shame, which we're going to do as part two. So I can work with anybody anywhere. We've got this beautiful world of Zoom now and Skype and other ways that we can connect with each other. And I am also seeing clients in person. If you happen to be in the Victoria area or Vancouver Island, where we're using all our protocols and we're being safe because this kind of work really does need to be done face to face. We need to see one another. So you can reach at me through my website. There's a contact page there. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Transformation Talk Radio and just reach out any way, any which way. And I will do my very best to get back to you as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And what was the second part of the question? <laughs> shame, 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 shame. There's a, there's a whole bunch of songs that with shame. That's one of my favorite disco songs. Shame, yeah. shame, shame. <laughs> Yeah, so shaming as the as the antithesis to blaming or shaming as the consequence of blaming. When we are blaming someone else, are we hoping they're going to feel ashamed? Are we using shaming as a mechanism of control and of manipulation? Often, yes, that is the case. And then there's that shame that we place on ourselves, similar to the blaming that we place on ourselves. You know, are we ashamed of how we look or how we feel? Or are there actions that we've done in the past or behaviors that we, we're really ashamed of? And how long do we stay in that shame? And what do we do with it? And that's what we're going to be talking about next month. We're going to piggyback on blaming and we're going to start really diving into the shaming and then how to heal that shame. Yeah. What, does it, what does it actually feel like when you step out of the blame and the shame? What does, what does that look like? Yeah. It looks amazing, by the way. And it's a pathway to freedom. <laughs> And I it think is, that's really the re one of the reasons we're talking about this today may not seem like this is a pathway to freedom, but mm. once you really, once you really master this, you will see how light your load starts to feel yeah. your emotional load. And there's nothing more powerful than this yeah. to really not just heal, but also to eliminate resentments. Yeah. Uh, Megan, thank you. Mm -hmm. I wanted to leave us with something really quickly. Sure. The only way that blame will land is if there's something in you that recognizes the blame and makes it real for you. Mm. But when you step out of that and when you are autonomous and in that place of responsibility and accountability, someone's blame. <laughs> That's my dog. Um, that means it's true. That means it's true. Uh, it's like water off a duck's back if you know it isn't true. Yeah, right. That's that that little nugget that I wanted to leave people with what that can feel like. That would be the mailman at my door or the mail person or the postal person. <laughs> That's what the and we never want to blame our dogs for anything. No. Let's just say that. You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.